Today, we start a two-part series around couples and finances. The significant part about this series is that we have my wife here for the entirety of it. Over this series, we will dive into how to make finances work as a couple. Today, we're gonna to dive into exactly how to make finances work in a marriage by discussing realistic thoughts and ideas that we brought into our marriage. We can then talk about how we navigated different challenges and conversations together over the years. I hope that this is eye-opening to you as you decide how to handle your finances before, during, and into your married life. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror. Where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control, ourselves. Thanks for joining me today on The Financial Mirror as we continue to improve the one thing you can control yourself. If this is the first time you are joining in, don't forget to hit subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast on Apple and Spotify. You do get the option to leave a five-star review and a written comment, and both of those go a long way in helping spread the information to more and more listeners. So, as you can see, I am not here by myself, unless you're on a podcast, and then you can't see anything except for hopefully what's in front of you if you're driving and whatever it is that you're doing, whatever. So, <laughs> but um, be safe. So, this week does mark a special week because we have a special guest. As I said in the intro, my wife is here with us for this episode and next episode as we do a series around marriage and finances. So thank you for joining the Financial Mirror. It is so good to have you. So I thought what better way to talk about today's topic than to bring her in and let her help us out, right? So I could come in and I could talk about everything that I do right and that I'm the perfect financial person and that, you know, marriage and finances, if you'll just do everything I tell you, it'll be just, you know, perfect in all aspects. And I would be a total liar. So I thought I should bring her in. And let her sort of give us some of her take as, as I sort of give you my take. And hopefully they, they just coexist and you can see how we have made it work out. This episode is going to be a little different, but different in a good way. So in today's episode, I want to discuss money talks that you should have before marriage. So thank you so much for being here. <laughs> <laughs> this is not her strong suit. So I want to tell you that this is... Um, a blessing to get her here. I just thought that it would be it would be beneficial to all of us to to just sort of get the other side of the equation and not just mine. So this is an important topic. It's an important topic because of the fact that forty one percent of marriages are ending because of money disagreements. That's alarming, right? Like we would hate to see our loved ones, our friends, our family members have a disagreement about money that would lead to them breaking apart. Right now, the good news is is that this can be fixed. There's just a few simple conversations before the marriage begins. Uh, if you're already married, hopefully you can still have these conversations. Uh, you know, and if anything, there, it's just going to be a little bit harder to, to get each other to change, but it's not impossible. So the good news is that it, it is fixable. All this is fixable, but men and women are different and every individual is different. The good news is that if you will talk about money, you can figure out what is going to work for you and what's going to work for your marriage. So without further introduction, let's jump in. Are you ready? All right. So we're going to start off with the the fun part. The fun part is talking about mine 
and and hers in this situation, but it, it could be you and your spouses, right? Because when you first come into this this couple, you kind of have yours and theirs, right? And studies show that 64% of couples actually admit to being financially incompatible, right? And that's around spending, saving, and investing. So out the gates, over half of couples are financially incompatible. So I kind of wanted to start there. How did you view finances in a relationship before we got together? Um, well, I always just saw finances in a relationship being half and half in a way. So um, basically any, anything that is shared between rent or bills, that was just half between potentially. And then anything that we wanted that was personal to us, like any shopping or clothes that we wanted was. So, you know, you know, with that, um, the, it kind of it kind of created this this idea and um, that, that it was yours and mine. And, and I think that, you know, what's what's if, if you could think back to to when did that all sort of change? Right. Like there was this like idea behind you having your finances. I had my finances. But when did that kind of change in your mind? Um, well, so we've been together for three years and for most of our relationship, I did have the mindset of like, everything's going to be half, but it kind of changed when we got engaged (laughs) just because it felt a little more official (laughs) that we were going to be together. So when you, when we, back then, what's one of the, the, the biggest memories that you have around finances when it was just separate, right? Because we're, we're obviously our finances are together now, but what's one of the biggest memories that you have uh, or challenges that you remember facing? The Venmos. <laughs> um, if you can look at our history, at least my history, because I think you were charging your card more. Um, and so if you look at my history, it's always me just paying you back. And it was, you had to stay consistent on top of it because if you missed a week, it gets For sure. And that's the same with budgeting, right? And we're not going to get too deep into budgeting because next week we're going to talk about budgeting, but um, don't let it get out of hand. That's all I'm saying. But talk about the first, that first moment, right? Talk about that first moment where you started to feel like we really need to to stop the whole mind and theirs like what, what did that moment kind of feel like what, what sort of led you to that um I guess we we probably talked about it for a good few months before we actually did anything um but when we first started talking about it it was maybe about a year before we and we opened up a a bank account um and so that was like every every paycheck that we would put however much we felt like putting it into that bank account because that was so when that with that being said, uh, what what was the that 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 moment? Was it just that account, or was it this particular? Just was it the engagement? Like what what was that that moment? Where you're like I we really need to bring these back together. Um, it was it was it was um both really the engagement. Well, actually, the bank account happened. But, um, I think it was kind of just like putting as we got closer to our move. Us starts we started to talk about our essentially our lives here in Idaho, um, like what what that would look like, how we would, I guess our, our bill is kind of changed. So what do you think made made it successful in terms of just thinking about yours and mine? Um, that first part, you know, haven't really talked about anything. What were some of the preemptive thoughts that you had about um, making it successful? Um, I think for one being about it, um, and I think, and I, I was a little nervous about this, 
having you having more insight into how I was spending just because I like to shop. <laughs> um, and so I was really nervous because I was just, he's going to, he's going to see like all of my like expenses. And then he's probably going to wonder like, where are these, where are these things now? Um, but yeah, I think it's just having these talks about how we, um, I guess eventually split then, um, to share. So what made you most comfortable? What's the one thing that made you most comfortable with starting that, that combination? We, we sat down together. Um, we sat all morning coffee. At first, I think we were just going to just talk about it. Our budgets, like we were just going to run numbers. And then that then that day, it was just like, oh, um, let's just add your accounts here. And so we did. And we transferred a bunch of money out of my accounts, yours. Yeah, I think it was just taking that big leap to instead of talking about finances or we were talking about it in the beginning, made that jump in combining. So before we before we get into the that that first talk but when you think back to where where your mind was right like first started dating first started doing all these things we were going on you know all these hikes and these lunches and dinners and all these things did you ever really have a thought about finances and relationship or was it kind of just like a like a go with the flow or like like what did that kind of look like in your head it was just more go with the flow and going with the flow was just us splitting, splitting ours or just splitting everything. I mean, there were some nights, obviously, you would pay for dates or I would pay for dates. Um, I will say in the very beginning of our relationship, he used to fight really hard to pay the bill and then it decreased over time. That's because I'm a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I, I think, but I, I asked that and, and I kind of asked it, I kind of led the horse to the water a little bit, but, but I asked that because I don't think that a lot of people think about money like they're just so caught up in that 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 stage of like figuring out like this whole like time together and then you kind of go from this dating phase to this talking to get engaged phase and then it kind of just all starts happening so fast that you kind of never really talk about money like and so that's that's kind of where where i, I was as you were talking I, I was sort of picking that up that there's like we missed like a lot of times early on that we could have talked about money before a coffee shop before like and like you kind of just get so caught up in getting to know each other and going on the dates and doing all the the, the fun dating things. But you kind of never really get a chance to talk about money. So I don't think that if you're out there and you are just married or about to get married or heavily dating, like I would challenge you if this is something serious is to have this conversation about money. Right. So financial infidelity is a thing, right? So 45% of couples admit that they're guilty of spending money that their their partner doesn't know about, right? So their spouse or partner doesn't know about. And that's a real thing. So that means almost half of all couples admit to this. Well, we know that the the how you stop that is to talk about money. So for you, what is the easiest way to talk about money? Um, I, think it's, I think now it's easier to talk to you about money. But initially, I think um talking about the lighter stuff beginning um made it easier so i don't want to say making a budget's lighter but i think making a budget or doing a budget together um it it was just something that was more like in your everyday life that affected at least for me it affected my everyday life and so starting off talking about that it made it easy and then eventually it got investments in your house yeah it was it was just maybe starting off smaller stuff a budget's not small it's just that it was the most applicable to what my life was. 
Yeah. So when you think about, you know, the uncomfortable conversations, so if, if talking, you know, in that order, we start talking small things, right? You still get to the point where there's an uncomfortable set because you have to make those shifts from this like easy, you know, talking about budgets, talking about yours and mine and combining and all those things. But how do you make it? How do you handle uncomfortable conversations? And what do you do to to get through those uncomfortable conversations? Um, I think for me, I know once I start to feel in a conversation um, is that if if we started talking about finances and then it got to like a starting to feel just depending on the situation, I would either like pause and then take a deep breath and then continue the conversation. I would just ask that if we. Yeah. And, and being, you know, sometimes these conversations can get uncomfortable. Right. And and we're not here to tell you that that it's never uncomfortable between us, right? We're human just like everybody else. But it's kind of like just understanding, you know, do you or let me ask, do you feel do you feel like you know which conversations are gonna be uncomfortable before they ever happen? No, not when um and I I'll just say like what made me uncomfortable talking about certain like financial just that I just much about it. So I felt like Maybe in a way, I was like, if he was saying some, if you were saying something, and I didn't know much about it, but this was a good idea, but I wouldn't, I just didn't know, and oh, would I really? So that's where. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. I think that's just something that you know to highlight right there, right? Because there's going to be things that you're going to know, and there's going to be things that your your spouse or your partner is going to know, and um, you kind of got to be able to educate each other around that, right? You gotta, you gotta have that that opportunity to to bring each other in and and say you know well if you don't understand it let me let me try to teach you right instead of just saying oh this is a great idea and if you don't listen to me then you're just not wanting what's best for us like so it's very it's very common for for to go out there and say well i don't you know if they don't understand it that you just do it anyways and i think that gets back to the financial infidelity but but really trying to educate and teach um instead of just trying to pull someone along the way but but in terms of handling finances, was was that evident early on of, of how you saw finances being handled in our relationship? Or was that something that you just sort of developed over time? Um, I think it was pretty obvious early on that I handle our finances. Um, I do think initially when we first started our finances that I would have a little more insight into what's going on. And that's my fault, though. That's my fault. I just I never made a point to try to like sit down with you and I just never made a sit down with you and actually like keep up with what's going on because every month we would be spend minutes on our couch but we were watching a, a tv show at the time <laughs> so <laughs> everything that you said I was like oh that looks good but I just wasn't really like like zoning in and I think that's where I in a sense like I failed on doing like something that I wanted to do because I I'm pretty sure if you were to answer that question was it obvious in the finances? You would have said you. Um, but yeah, I think I I just like, I knew it was going to be you. I just thought I would insight into it. And that's my own didn't. Yeah. And I think that's the the number one thing is that one of one of you are always going to be more like numbers driven and one of you are, are maybe not as much. For me and her, it's a little different because she she could, she was handling money just fine without me. Right. So it's not that, you know, sometimes you, you you're in... I'm I'm not calling out anyone's spouse out there, but but there's a some people out there are just not good with numbers, and that's really okay because you know somebody in the relationship will be better. I'm not saying perfect, but better. Um, 
but it's sort of just figuring out who's going to, who's going to kind of run the finances primarily, not solely. Like she said, you, you kind of both need to play a part in it, but also determining how often you're going to discuss it. And that's, you know, two points that she brought up is, is, you know, you've got to figure out some type of cadence that you're going to discuss this, but you've got to figure out who's going to be the primary person, because that's a, that's a battle in and of itself. If you're constantly battling over, well, I thought that I was going to do the budget. I thought that, you know, like it's just an unnecessary conversation, but that's, that's where this money talks before marriage really needs to happen. So let's think to that next, that next part of the, the conversation. How does, how does sort of the, the talks about money go now? Like, is it, is it, I think you said early on that it was easier, but sort of how do you feel about talking about money now after, you know, the past few years of, of these preemptive conversations already haven't happened? Um, I'm a lot more comfortable about it now. I think when we were, when we had our separate budget, um, I was comes to my finances then because I handled my budget. And then when we first started sharing our finance, our bank accounts, I was a little uncomfortable, not just like that you're seeing all of the spending, but it's just, I think there's just that little bit of like, I just, I had control over like all of my money and now it's you're controlling it <laughs> no we're <laughs> controlling it See, we're gonna have to have a conversation about this now it's not a good word to use but it's just you're he's ma- you're managing our budget <laughs> and so that's where i was saying like, i don't have much insight into <laughs> it sounds so bad <laughs> i don't know how to describe it it's just that in the beginning i was uncomfortable because i used to see my budget weekly i used to update it weekly on my own and so now you're doing those updates weekly and all you're asking, what purchase? Yeah, what's that? What is this for Amazon? Amazon shows up as Amazon and it can be anything and it makes budgeting really hard, really hard, just so you know. So if you have a cheat code out there for how to figure out exactly what your Amazon purchase was, I'm all ears. Throw it in the comment section because it is, I'll end up with about seven of them. I'll wait till I get to five or seven and then I'll say, hey, let's sit down. We need to go through Amazon purchases. And that's like a whole conversation by itself. But And if you have that conversation, make sure that he has his Amazon purchases open. <laughs> there have been times when I've gone through all of my purchases only to find out that his purchase. I try. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think now I'm not about talking about finances, especially just I feel like things calm down in a way and that our, our purchases or expenses have been more first combined it could just moved and we got married yeah we didn't combine it at the smartest of times um but we kind of worked through it and made it happen so i think if anything it has gotten easier because early on it was it was difficult because we had we had money still coming out of like two accounts kind of in a way and we were trying to but we had them on one budget so i had out of all these different accounts but had it on one budget so it was definitely more difficult back then it's definitely easier now I'm talking from managing the budget, but anyways, um, I think the the last part that I really wanted to highlight in today's episode is so we've talked a lot about sort of that mine and theirs, right? And and trying to figure out get out of this mindset of if you're in a relationship that it doesn't need to be what's you know that they keep theirs and you keep yours, right? It gets it's not conducive to a really healthy marriage when you have money leaving one way. Um, and you know, you know, let's put this into a, into a, for instance, right? You make a hundred thousand dollars, your spouse makes $50,000. What you have is what you earn and what they have is what they earn, right? How, how fair is that? 
at some point, somebody is going to be upset, right? At some point, somebody's going to be upset. And I don't care how many times you've talked about it, somebody's going to be upset. So the goal is to bring these things together and start doing what? Creating mutual goals, right? Mutual financial goals. And that's kind of what this last part I want to talk about. So all everything is led up to this, that you get out of the mindset of mine and theirs. You have these tough conversations about finances, right? Like you really have the tough talks. You sit down, you talk about everything, but it's all leading to this, and that's financial goals. How do you look at our financial goals? Like how like how did you look at them? Or or let's let's backtrack. How did you look at financial goal your financial goals? And how did those sort of shift as we bought, you know, brought all of our accounts together? Um, I would say back then I probably was knowledgeable about finance of the money that I was saving because I just had it in a savings. And then once we started combining or even just an account together, that kind of starts seeing her money grow more in the bank. The savings had it in. Um, but I think now we're probably more on the same page than we were a few months ago um, because I just didn't, I felt like I just didn't know much but I do I know more now yeah and and do you do you feel like that do you feel like that having these these this mutual goal that we're working towards together do you think that that is easier or are there still do you still wish that there was a um these like separate goals that we're all that we're both trying to like just chase after no I think I've again um but I think it's we're more in agreement. I don't see it. I don't, I don't buy money. money. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I, I do think of it as like it being our money. Like if he makes a big purchase, I'm not like, what is he doing with my money? <laughs> but I don't, <laughs> maybe. As long as it was in the budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's within the budget. But um, yeah, I, I don't really have anything bad to say about it. I yeah. think it's been, it's made, it's made things easier. It's also given me 15 minutes one day out of my week just because I don't have to. You hear anymore. that, folks? 15 minutes is all it took her to budget. <laughs> once I got it, once I got it down, I mean, obviously, when you first create your budget, like in a couple hours and trying to remember to update your budget or save your receipts, that was hard. But then you build a house. Yeah. But that that's kind of like the biggest thing. And and what, what, I, what I was hoping to get away from this part is that you've got I had financial goals when I was single. She had financial goals when she was single. They may or may not overlap at all. Like they may be totally separate, right? But the thing is, is that together we have come, we saw where there was overlap. We still have those goals that, that we strive towards. And then you kind of have to give up some of like what your goals were and what their goals were. And you've got to just sort of figure out what does that look like together? Because being on the same page about your finances is important. Um, because it's a it's when you're not when that money goes into that investment account, your spouse is going to be like, well, why did we put that there? Right. Like like you, like if you're not bought into like why that money is going there, they're going to question every single decision that you make. So it's important to to get on the same page about that. It's important to figure out um, what, what that next goal is. Fidelity did a. A survey and found 48% of couples disagree about when they want to retire. And that can be massive for someone if you're trying to retire at 35 versus, you know, 60, right? If one person's in their mind that they want to retire at 60, their savings goals don't have to be near as high as this person that wants to retire at 35. But 52% disagree on how much should be saved. 
And that goes across the board, right? Like, should we be saving 500 a month, 100 a month, 50 a month, 1,000 a month? Like, you've got to get on the same page. You've got to be able to look at these things and figure out what is it that you are both going for and how can you help each other get there? But um, I, I, I wanted to I wanted to talk about this part and, 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 and I added this in here, but do you remember when we were at the marriage conference and we sat down and we had to say, like, like they would ask us a question mm-hmm. and you had to put what your, what your person's answer was. Right. Yeah. So what, this is kind of like, so like, what were some of the things that, that you were, what were some of the questions that you remember? Um, you know what I did learn about those questions that they were asking us was that we both never talked about that is true. with each other. That is true. But it was like, what is your spouse's crush? What is their dream car? Dream. Yeah. So they would ask us these questions. You had to like write it on a piece of paper and like turn it over after the time. Right. Well, that's kind of like I thought about that because that's kind of how you and your spouse should be with finances and like what your financial goals are. Right. Like if if you wrote down, if I asked you, like, what is what is your spouse want to where do they want to be financially in five years? And then you ask the spouse, it should be exactly what you wrote on the paper because you've had this conversation. You've talked about it. You figured out what how does this kind of look? And that's kind of what I want to challenge everybody to do is to go and have this conversation Get out of this mindset of mine and theirs. I don't care if you've been married for a decade. Get out of this conversation of like your account, my account. Get on the same page with your financial goals and have the hard conversations because finances will wreck your marriage. Finances will wreck your relationships. But it's just important that if all of these other conversations are happening and you're talking about it, it's no surprises. So it's not going to happen overnight. But if you'll be honest with each other about where you are financially and you'll be deliberate and intentional about your finances, you'll get to exactly where you want to go financially. So what are the things you want to add before we close out? Um, just even beginning a conversation, your finance can be very touchy and I was very nervous. But the more it's kind of like when the more you get into the habit, get it and over the initial hump of talking about sensitive subject, um, it gets easier. Yeah, so that's important. So stick to it, stick with it, have the conversation, don't put it off, have it today, have it tomorrow if you're not seeing your spouse today, but um, have the conversation. But if you are ready to take control of your finances and maybe have someone there with you to to help have that conversation, head over to thefinancialmirror.org and hit book now in the middle of the screen, uh, schedule a free consultation with me. I'll sit down with you and your spouse and we can go through your, your finances together to see sort of how we can get you on that path that you want to be on. You've talked about your financial goals. You're just trying to figure out how to get there. Uh, let that free consultation be be the start of whatever that path looks like for you to achieve those goals. I truly appreciate everyone tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, comment and share with all of your friends, family members, coworkers, and leave that five-star review. Till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.